This is Samia Bano with Make Change Fun and Easy, podcast to help you create massive positive change in your life and the world. Hello, Salaam, Shalom, Namaste, Sasrikaal, Aloha, Hola, Ciao, and Bonjour. It's so good to be with you and I'm extra, extra, super happy and excited because we have such a special guest with us today and it's Bola Ab... Wait, help me pronounce your last name, Bola. Bola Abimbola. There we go. And <laughs> Bola is an amazing clarity and emotional freedom coach. She's also an emotional intelligence expert and actually she's so much more than that and i'm going to ask you now bola to please jump in and tell us more about who you are and what you do thank you thank you sami it's so nice to be here thank you for inviting me and i love the resonance that we have it's so nice because we are in very similar niches mm-hmm. and it's always nice to collaborate with those who you share Um, you share a connection within mind, body, and spirit. So thank you for inviting me. You're so, so yes, as you said, I am a courage and emotional freedom coach and an emotional intelligence expert in that I really give talks about how to really bridge the gaps, bridge the gaps to really connect more to who we really are. I'm also a Reiki specialist here in the UK, as well as um a um now i've forgotten the last thing i do <laughs> you're a trauma expert <laughs> i'm a certified trauma recovery coach from the international association of trauma recovery coaching in the us so really i help men and women from all walks of life to really remember who we are to read you know to release the fears and the doubts that tend to stop us from really remembering that we are already in flow. We already have intuition. We can manage most of the things that come to us. And it's not about what happens, it's about how we respond to it, you know, and that we can be happy. But we have to have a particular set of toolkits that really helps us to connect to these parts of us, these parts of us that are already filled with unconditional love. We are love. We are lovable and we are loved. And sometimes we have to remember these things. So really the work I do is really about helping us remember these things and releasing the doubts and the fears that tend to really disconnect us because of all the conditioning that we have had, the trauma that we've had sometimes. So that's what I do. I, am, um, I use mindfulness, meditation, stillness, and a number of tools I have a degree in psychology and I've worked in the field of psychology as well as trauma recovery um, and teaching, teaching trauma recovery mm-hmm. as well as um, Reiki energy mm-hmm. and I've done that for over 20 years. That is so, so Yeah, so that's what I do. Oh, thank you for sharing that, Bola. And can you share a little bit more with us about what got you into this work? Yes, yes. When I was, um, now I started, when I was much younger, I was about three years old, I knew I couldn't talk much because I was a stutterer. 
and I couldn't get the words out. And my dad would always tell me, take your time, breathe. Because he was also a sculptor. And he was a barrister and he taught me how to breathe, how to stay calm, how to talk. So this is where it started from very early on, where I had to really calm myself. I had to go from, you know, inner chaos to calm before I could talk. And it's ongoing, it's ongoing. And I remember a lot of a lot of actors back then, James Earl Jones, for instance, who was a stutterer as well from a very young age. And he now became a very well-known, articulate, world-known actor, you know. So I had people around me that encouraged me. And that's why I always say, surrounding ourselves with people that will take us to where we want to go is so key. Because that is what I had from a very young age. My dad died when I was 11. So I really am thankful for, the, for, you know, for that upbringing that he gave to me. He sowed the seeds, that sense of self, that resilience that helped me carry on. So that emotional freedom, that learning to really manage the emotion was something I had to learn to do otherwise. And even now when something, you know, triggers, I go, hmm, cow, you know. So it's, it's taken me close to, ooh, many years. <laughs> actually come to that place where um, it's so easy for us to release whatever is creating that doubt or fear within us because they're usually based around our beliefs right and I had to listen to my father tell me the truth about who I was mm. and that really helps us when we release the beliefs that are limiting limiting beliefs that are stopping us from from having the emotions that have a high vibration. Because when our emotions are of low vibration, we can take, we can go back, take a step back and actually see that it's coming from a belief, a limiting belief, a fearful belief. Yeah. And emotional intelligence is something I got into much, much later. I was in my late twenties managing um, a hospital here in the UK. And um, I had been told by the CEO that we needed to podcast. And I went around to do that and I was very good. And we can have, you know, a very proficient approach to work. Right. Be very focused on our tasks and, you know, be very good at strategic and planning and managing our human resources. We can be very good at that. And I got straight into it. I, you know, I made a savings of two million pounds for the hospital. And then I felt now I've got a really good CV, I'm going to get a job. So I applied for jobs and I got a job. And even the CEO wrote, wrote, um, wrote a very good CV, a um, very good reference for me. And then he decided he was going to throw me a, 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 a go away party. Mm. And we were at this party with my colleagues, directors, and you know, the chief exec and the deputy chief exec. And none of my staff turned up. And I'm proud of my goodness. I thought they liked me, you know. <laughs> and that is where modeling intelligence comes in. Yeah. Because we can be very, um, very focused and have our goals and be very um, ambitious, career-minded. But if we do not have an understanding of what's going on around us and that those who are around us and building the relationships that we have, we yeah. do not achieve the outcomes 
in the best way. Mm. And research has shown that those who have emotional intelligence do outperform those who have high IQ by 70% in the workplace. I'm not surprised. Yes. So, you know, so I I was stunned. I was stunned and I thought, oh, actually, I don't only want to, I don't only want to, you know, be the best manager or be the best director. I actually want to enjoy what I do as well. Mm. I really want to enjoy my work. I really want to have fun going into work and having fun. Yes. Because work, you can work and have fun and really get on with those around you and feel appreciated as you appreciate others, Mm. sharing your heart as you connect with the heart of others. You don't always have to to have this antagonistic atmosphere that um, we are all used to. So that is how I got into emotional intelligence when I realized that I wasn't only interested in the work. Yes. I also wanted to enjoy, enjoy it. Right. And actually, as you mentioned, that when you work with emotional intelligence, um, not only do you enjoy yourself more, but actually you are more successful and even more effective. You just have to, it's just um, that it's a broader perspective on what it means to be successful and effective in the work context. Yes, it is a broader, you've got a broader perspective and a happier one, you know. Indeed. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that you came to that realization for yourself and did something about it in such a concrete way and now you're not only more happy and peaceful and having more fun yourself but i'm sure everyone around you that's working with you um, and so forth is also feeling so much better because of that yeah honestly so it's so important it's so important to start with the self it starts with us. When we understand ourselves a lot more, we understand our emotions, our thoughts, and we know what is limiting and what is empowering. And we are clear about what we want to let go of. Once we begin to let go of these things, we are freer. We have that emotional freedom. Emotional freedom is not about not having emotions. It's about really not being controlled by emotions. Being able to manage those emotions a bit more. Yeah. You know, I know you're an app, you know, you're a happiness coach, so you know what I'm talking about. You know. Yeah. So it's from that place that we really can connect from the heart. Because we're not creatures of logic in that way, we're creatures of the heart. That's so true. That's you know. so true. and I think that was like one of the things that I really had to learn in my own journey of healing. Um, I, I'm a trauma survivor also. I'm a survivor of child sexual abuse. And I know, you know, different survivors, even if you've experienced a similar trauma, we all respond differently and we respond in ways that are sort of reflective of the personalities and the characteristics that we have. And even though I was a a kid when I experienced that sexual abuse, I already had a certain personality that was very much in my head and disconnected from my emotions and so after i experienced that trauma 
I disconnected from my emotions even more because yes. I couldn't out, yes to survive because yeah. Yeah. I didn't know how to handle my emotions how to manage them I couldn't tolerate the intense sense of suffering that I was experiencing and so I I just my best uh, strategy uh, when I was you know in the aftermath for actually several years I think I was well into my mid-teens before anything other than denial and suppression was able to come up uh, mm. for me because I just couldn't handle handle it you were in flow you were in flow you were doing what you needed to do to survive that's right and I think it's about accepting that yeah. you know, that awareness is so key Yes. And accepting that we are we are actually doing the best yes. that we need to do at that time. We are yes. already in the flow. Mm. But we doubt that we are. It doesn't feel like we are. We're told we should go one way. And that's that's the one way that all the seven billion people in the world have to go. There's only one way for all of us. And it's not possible. You know, we're all we have a unique path, and it's about being aware of that path, the themes that we're exploring. That's right. And being really, you know, accepting of that with compassion, mm-hmm. forgiving ourselves. And when the denial comes in, when that need to forgive comes in, to, to be quick to do it, to be quick to forgive, to get the help we need to forgive. Yeah. Because that dissociation that we did at that time, we needed to do it. But in order to be more wholesome, we have to embrace it yeah. and look at it and heal that inner child. Mm. in order for us to really become whole again but we needed to disconnect we needed to lose ourselves because that self that we were holding on to at the time was toxic yes it was toxic yeah. so but we have to come back to love that toxicity yeah, yeah. We have to transform it back into love that is so true that is so true it's like even when you are in denial in suppression it's not like you're wasting your time or anything you're actually building the capacity to be able to come back and face that toxicity and to give love to that suffering inner child and so forth that's a beautiful thank you for sharing that thank you thank you Samia so, you know, such a big aspect of our ability to heal and, uh, and, you know, just go through this process, even being able to come to the point of acceptance, it requires emotional intelligence. And you are an emotional intelligence expert. So can you tell me more about emotional intelligence? I, I think that a lot of people are actually not very familiar with even the concept of emotional intelligence so i would love for you to uh, help us dig deeper into that now yeah sure emotional intelligence you know the definition of it is the capacity the capacity to understand um, and manage our emotions and thoughts and feelings and also about managing our relationships with others in order to get the best outcomes and experiences so it starts up with our understanding and managing of our own self. Self-awareness, there are four pillars of emotional intelligence. And the first is self-awareness. The second is really about self-management. We become aware and then we manage. 
And the third is about social awareness, being aware of those around you and certain rules and tips that you can use to become much more aware of what's going on for those around you. And the fourth pillar is relationship management. And this is where we're really getting into a place where we are enjoying the connections that we're having. We're surrounding ourselves with those that we really, we really resonate with. But the first place to start, because the pillars build on each other, mm. you cannot become socially aware if you are not self-aware. First of all, we have to be aware of ourselves. You know, be really clear about what it is that we have within us that is limiting us. And sometimes that is the scariest place to go because we've had to run away from those limits. And it's easier to deny and be dishonest with ourselves. No. So self-awareness is not an easy, it's, it's, it sounds nice, but it's not an easy thing to do. Because this self that we're trying to be aware of is the same self that wants to run away from itself. There's a dilemma there, you know. And that's why sometimes we need help. You know? So self-awareness is that first step, that first pillar where we're understanding, we're being more mindful. There's a mindful focus mm. around the thoughts that we have. And we know we have about 60,000 to 90,000 thoughts in our heads every day, every single day, you know. But it's about how do we use certain tools that re resonate with us to really come to a place where we are aware of what those thoughts are. And it becomes something that we practice every day. Mm. mindfulness meditation mm. to quieten the mind so we can become aware because it might at first seem like how can i the thoughts are whizzing through my head how can i i'm feeling one one way one minute one second and the next second i'm feeling another way how am i going to become aware of this thing that seems so wild you know but there are tools and um, it takes practice and some of the things that that I do, I do in my two-month workshops and two-month programs. It's really about helping those who are ready, because you've got to be ready. It takes diligence, it takes compassion, it takes courage to really begin to slow down, to pause, to pause and find that time, 10, 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day, to just begin to understand your thoughts using different tools. And what I do is to hold that space, the encouragement, the expertise to help my clients to practice that familiarity with the thoughts, the emotions and the feelings to identify what is keeping me high, what is keeping me low, what is empowering me, what is disempowering me, what definitions am I holding? I'll give you an example, a definition of endurance. If you have a definition of endurance that says that the person that is in, you know, has in, you know, that it, you know, that has the most endure, you know, endurance is the one who stays in that situation that is painful, and that is the person that is, you know, that has the most endurance. Or you could have a definition of endurance that states that you are aware of when things are painful, when you have suffering around you, and you're quick to really set your boundaries, manage your boundaries and find a solution. That is the definition of endurance that is empowering. Because when we have 
definitions that do not empower us. We will get involved in behaviors that do not empower us. So the definitions that we have, that is self-awareness. Really becoming aware of the thoughts, the meanings, the definitions, the words we use, how we self-talk. So in my community on Facebook, I'm always talking about self-awareness. Trying to identify, how do you feel about this? What's your opinion about this? Mm. What's your definition of this? And it's about really coming to a place where you understand, you accept the good and the bad, the ugly, everything. And it's from that place of acceptance and love that you can then begin to release what you no longer need, what is disempowering. But first we have to observe them as detectives, not to relieve them in that sense. Because once you decide you're ready to go to another place, you are no longer going to live in that in, in, in that trauma. Mm-hmm. You will see the trauma, but you are going to turn it around, reframe it with love and compassion, getting the help that you need. Mm-hmm. But that is all self-awareness and self-acceptance. And that's the very first pillar of emotional intelligence. I love that. Um, you're so right. I mean, without self-awareness, it's like you you can't even begin to understand what the actual problem is that you're dealing with. Uh, I like you gave a beautiful example of what's your definition of endurance and I know like for me um, a, a, a big point of self-awareness happened for me around the definition of courage you know because I wanted to be courageous like I I felt so like small in my life so scared of everything and I wanted to be courageous but I found it so difficult to practice courage because my definition of courage used to be that ability to sort of feel the fear and do it anyway and I found it so difficult to do it anyway (laughs) like when I felt fear it just paralyzed me and I couldn't make myself do anything (laughs) other than freeze and or run away from it happens to all of us yes yes Yes, right but then one day I was reading and um, I don't even remember where it was that I was reading or whatever but somebody was writing about courage and they said actually the root meaning of the word courage is to follow your heart yeah. I was like I what? And what is oh my gosh so once I had this new frame of what it means to be courageous it's like yeah. yeah I can follow my heart I want to follow my heart I didn't want to feel the fear and do it anyway but I want to follow my heart yes. oh, so now okay. I'm happy to live courage yes yes and the heart see yeah. the heart is really where our truth lies yeah. you see a lot of the times we are in the mind mm-hmm. and um, that intuition that that divine essence lies in the heart 
um, and obviously, you know, this is something that we have to connect to. Yeah. It's not obvious actually, yeah. but it's something we have to connect to. That's so if we feel that, that connection with the heart, we can feel more inspired. We yeah. can feel more inspired to take yeah. action or not to take action. Because sometimes courage is about silence. Mm. That's so true. Yeah, holding back. That is so true. And another thing that I've really discovered in my life is that it's so important to our ability to heal ourselves, uh, to be connecting to our heart. And to connect to our heart, we really need that emotional intelligence. We can't connect to our heart if we're stuck in our minds and in our logical, rational self. No. Because, you know, you know the, the mind is, you know, has, it's a receiver, you know, the mind, the gut, and our heart. They're the three brains that we have. Mm. And really, the, we can become very focused on the mind. And there, you know, there are things that um, we need the mind to do to to really become that um, that holder, that holder of more higher value beliefs and thoughts. But that's about it. The values that really guide those thoughts and beliefs, we have to hold in our hearts, and we connect to that by being still being still so the different parts of our bodies have different uses and it's about accepting all of that accepting all of it but knowing that our truth lies lies in the heart and that takes healing because we disconnect from the heart when we are traumatized that's the first thing that we lose that connection that connection with the heart so we we have to heal the trauma release the illusion the lies that we have been told and we have so many different tools that we use for that. But it takes a lot of letting go, forgiveness, you know, breathing, allowing ourselves to really connect with the different memories that our body has held. Mm. Because our body holds memories of pain that no longer serve us. And connected more with the memories of joy. Mm. Because sometimes someone will ask, do you have a happy childhood? And I go, happy childhood? Well, no, I didn't. But then when I think about it, I did. There were parts of my childhood that were happy, even though I suffered childhood sexual abuse as well. But I did have, I did have some days when I had fun with my friends on the beach. You know, I had fun on my bike. I had lovely dresses with maxis that my mom bought, um, you know. So there were, there were memories that we shoved away and the same thing happens in our present. Mm. The memories that we can enhance a lot more yeah. and focus. Because that focus that the mind can have on the negative, which is where we orient towards if we are not recovering, was the negative memory, the negative beliefs. Mm -hmm. We can begin to orient more, but it takes the healing. Yeah. It takes our trauma recovery, our healing, as well as our transformation intentional practice with compassion and love is very key so true so true thank you for sharing that um and uh, i think what we're gonna have to do is bring you back again to talk 
to us more about these things because we're running out of time right now but definitely definitely want to talk more about this so do you have any um last thoughts about um what we have been sharing so far um just for right now and then we will for sure bring you back and talk even more yes yes um yes i think it's really about encouraging us all to remind ourselves of who we are on a daily basis because we are being bombarded we are being conditioned you know with all the news around us and just having that calm toolkit that allows us to switch from from the chaos to the calm having something that we can call on whether it's breathing water whether it's music exercise whatever it is that works for us you know and um, feel free to connect with me if you feel that this is something that you would like me to help you with yes you know and i think this is something that we all need help with sometimes to remember who we are to be quicker to turn that fear into love yes thank you so much bola and we will add your contact information your links in the show notes so everyone can just click on the links please just click on the links and connect with bola and i'll also drop mine in case you want to get in touch with me and um yeah i think that's all for right now i'm so excited to have you back oh thank you samia it's really great to connect with you and really lovely to be here thank you everyone Thank you.